This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Have major life expenses? Using a credit card can cost you an arm and a leg and interest and fees. Break up with bad credit card debt and check out a SoFi personal loan. With low fixed interest rates and absolutely no fees, a personal loan could be a great way to consolidate your hard-to-pay-off high-interest credit card debt. A SoFi personal loan can also be used for home improvement projects, weddings, travel, moving costs, emergency expenses, whatever life throws your way, with funding ranging from $5,000 to $100,000. With a single fixed monthly payment and no fees, a SoFi personal loan is simply a smarter way to pay compared to high-interest credit cards. View your rate in 60 seconds without affecting your credit score at SoFi.com slash podcast. That's SoFi.com slash podcast and get your money right. Loans originated by SoFi Bank N.A. Member FDIC. Terms and conditions apply. NMLS 69689689. This podcast is proudly in association with Pitch Sport Football, the app that allows you to interact with other West Ham fans, pick your starting eleven, and participate in fan time videos. This app is absolutely free, so like I've done, like Hex has done, and like thousands of other West Ham fans have done, get this downloaded if you haven't already. That's Pitch Sport Football. You're listening to the West Ham Way podcast with Dave and X. Oi, oi! Hello and welcome to the West Ham Way podcast with myself Dave Walker and XWHU employee. It's another win to talk about, this time away to Everton which is the first time David Moyes has won there since leaving them in 2013 and what a win it was. Goodison is always a tough place to go so to leave with three points, a clean sheet and the fixture list showing Burnley, West Brom and Palace to come, I think we have every reason to be happy hammers at the moment. Tonight we also announced the winners of our Patreon prize giveaways before getting the latest gossip from X and answering questions from our patrons. That's all coming up on tonight's show. X, I don't... I don't think I'm alone when I say that Everton away is one fixture that I don't look forward to. Uh, it's always been a tough place to play. So to leave there with a win and a clean sheet, 
I was absolutely buzzing, and I'm sure you were the same. What did you make of that performance? I thought it was brilliant, mate. Really, really good. It was um, it was just a very professional performance. I think Moyes got the the tactics spot on. He really nullified Everton. They didn't really give us much threat. Um, he uh, got like the the setup correct. I think I mean he got the right formation, the right players as to who was available to him. Um, he always planned to bring Antonio on when he did. Antonio had we looked a much better team when Antonio was on um, when they were tied. We've also got to remember is that we played a game a lot more um, recently than Everton had as well. So not only was it a great result, but if you take that into consideration as well, it makes it a superb result. And I was absolutely buzzing, mate. Like you say, Everton is a very tricky fixture at the best of times, let alone this season when they're one of the better teams. Um, so yeah, amazing, mate. Absolutely buzzing for it. It's just the more I watch West Ham, the more I think we're hard to break down and we're hard to beat. And to be able to say that after a couple of relegation battles is so refreshing. And we say it regular on this show, just how well organised they are, how well structured. And it's not just fluffy buzzwords within football. There's some meaning behind it because every player seems to understand their role and they want to play that role. And they also seem incredibly fit. I mean, you said something there in terms of the amount of games you played recently. You would have thought that was our first game for about a month. Yeah. Um, but they look so fit. And, and again, credit to David Moyes. Oh, massively, mate. Because if you remember when um, he took over the first time from um, uh, Slavin Bilic, um, that the, they said that the players had almost treated training as like a, a holiday camp and stuff and that they needed Moise in. And the, the, the first thing they noticed was how much fitter he made all the players. If He had that phrase, and if you're not going to run for me, then you're not in the team. He's put his, his intensified training. He's done the same in his second spell. He's also brought in, um, like I've said before, Nevin, Nolan, Pierce. Uh, um, Irvine, people like that who who are very good at what they do and fitness of the players is a is a massive strength and as you say we could have thought it was the other way around with the close proximity of the games and so on so you know even Dawson you know you know when Dawson collapsed on the pitch apparently that was like they said that he just felt really dizzy because he was so exhausted because obviously played hadn't played football for a long time and then was playing intense two games in the space of a few days um but yeah I, I just thought it was just a very very professional performance any I would have taken a draw at Everton and said it was a good result so to get three points was brilliant and a clean sheet it's amazing I'd have taken a draw all day long. So I was just yeah. absolutely buzzing with that. Massive win, massive win. I mean, mm. since Mazuaku got injured, playing four at the back worried some people, mm. and myself, myself included, but we've made it work, haven't we? Yeah, we have. And I think it's now the case that you play either four or five, depending on the opposition now, because mm. I think certain ones work better for other teams and vice versa. And I think he has really seemed to get that going now. I mean, a, a crucial part of it is the fact, two things I would say, is that Ogbonna is just an absolute man of the moment. At the moment, he's playing yeah. superb. And when you've got a centre-back playing that well, whether you're in a four, um, as one of the centre-backs, of one of the two centre-backs, or as a three as the central centre-back. Um, having a player that is that on form is massively helpful. And also, 
um, the signing of um, Shafal. I think he's been a, a brilliant signing. I think he's a really, really solid right back. Um, and you think about that, that those two have massively helped. And, and the other addition to the last two games, and everyone slated his signing and when he was selected, but it's Dawson, two games, two clean sheets, away at Southampton and away at Everton, neither of which are um, easy fixtures. So that deserves credit as well. Um, and I think I think it's been re- a really, really good performance because the thing is as well, we also have to take into account was that Randolph was called in last minute, having barely warmed up. So that could have massively unsettled the team. Um, you know, the keeper, uh, hasn't played all season. Fabianski isn't ever present. Pulls out at the last minute, and he keeps a clean sheet. So you've got to you've got to say nothing but positives for that performance, in my opinion. Yeah, you're spot on about the defence. I mean, they've been absolutely superb for us. Absolutely superb. And when you talk about the centre halves, whether they are as a three or as a two, you've also got to look at what I believe are two world class central midfielders. Yeah. And and suddenly the spine of the team, even going back to the keeper, that's one hell of a spine you've got at West Ham now. Yeah, well, definitely, mate. I mean, at the end of the day, if you used to look at two... Uh, midfield partners, as in um, Suchek and as in Rice, you, uh, whether you say that they're defensive or they're more central or whatever, but if you look at a two as a pairing in midfield, it's very, very um, hard to think of a better pairing in the league, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And if you, and you can think of that cumulatively in terms of value. I mean, if we're valuing Rice at, say, 80 million, you've got to be probably valuing Suchek now at I'd say maybe 30 to 40 million, probably 40 million, I would say, actually. So if you're adding the two together, that's a £120 million pound, um, midfield you've got there. Oh, 100%. I mean, I love Suchik. I think every West Ham fan does. Yeah. And yeah. As the weeks go on, he's such a likeable fella as well. But yeah. he, was out, he was outstanding again. When he, I mean, that yeah. goal made him our leading goal scorer for the season, taking his total to five. But when you look at his overall contribution on the pitch, along with his consistent level of performances, is there a shout to say that he will be the signing of the season, not just for West Ham, but the whole Premier League? Oh, definitely, mate. I mean, at the end of the day, I think you said it on the podcast a few weeks ago. Uh, when you when we when you sign a player from abroad and you don't know much about them, you tend to do the classic two stage step. You look them up on Wikipedia and then you look them up on YouTube. And one of, and one of the first things you noticed about Suchek was that for a defensive midfielder, his goals record was like ridiculously good. So then yeah. you start thinking, does he take penalties or what is it that makes him so good? And you kind of question how he could be that prolific. But having seen him for West Ham, his timing of his runs and his anticipation of the play is just absolutely amazing. Like it's very similar to Frank Lampard. Frank Lampard, like, you know, Frank Lampard Jr. I would say he was another midfielder that based his game on being able to time his runs into the box and being in the right place at the right time. Um, and Suche is another one of those people compare him to Fellaini that Moyes had at Everton and Manchester United. And I can see that similarity, but I would actually say that Suchek is a better player because I think he offers as much going forward, but he's also able to offer a lot defensively and break up the play. And as you said, he has to be a contender for signing the season. The fact that, did you say five goals, didn't you? Central midfielder midfielder already at the start of January, having scored five goals from a defensive midfield 
so to speak, or a box-to-box midfielder, I guess, um, is, is brilliant. And, and like you say, such a lovable fella. Like, you know, the whole interview, uh, he, obviously you can't criticise him because he speaks a million times better English than I do Czech. But it's just, there's something about it that's so likeable. Uh, it's hard to understand, but likeable. There's a whole mention of the potato salad or whatever it was he said. You know, it's just those quirky little things <laughs> that make him, make him one of those characters. And the double act of him and Chappelle, the checkmates, is just a real, yeah. it's really good. It's a real positive thing for West Ham at the moment, those two. It's a great, great little double act. Definitely. And I think that double act will also be competing for Hammer of the Year at the end of the season as well. 100%. Oh, yes, mate. I mean, a Hammer of the Year at the moment, if, I, if I'm honest with you, is going to be a really tough one because you've got Bonner. You cannot look beyond him. He's, his no. performance against Everton was absolutely outstanding. And I'm glad mm. that, that, that Sky or BT, whichever one it was on, picked, or Amazon, or somebody now, picked up how good he was because he was winning headers constantly. He was blocking constantly. Great positioning. Sometimes, whilst I feel like West Ham fans appreciate how good of Bonner is now. I don't think football fans in general do because they mm. don't see what he can do. Um, and interestingly, we can say it because we've done it already. We interviewed um, you know, Carl Fletcher yesterday and he said the same thing about Gabadon, didn't he? And mm. you pointed out that, yeah, he got a hammer of the year at West Ham, so West Ham fans appreciate him, but maybe football fans in general don't. And I think that's the same with Ogbonna. So you've got Ogbonna, you've got um, Declan, obviously, the consistent level of performance all the time he was superb as well you got Shifal, you got Suchek that's four very very solid contenders you could I think they're the standout for you could argue Cresswell maybe on the edge of that because he's had a very good season you know back from the brink you know, Antonio if he can get fit and score loads of goals again so there's at least four or five really strong contenders for Hammer of the Year yeah oh god yeah I, I totally agree and you're talking about you know, half your side there that are yeah. competing to be the best player. Um, whereas a couple of years ago, we were scratching around with one, <laughs> weren't yeah. we? Let's be honest. I know. I know. Um, I know. So it's, it's sign of the times and how things have changed. And again, I've got to say it again, David Moyes has to take full credit because again, he's got a fantastic result against Everton and uh, it's just it's just brilliant to see. It was also brilliant to see Benny start. Um, yeah. How did you rate his performance? And do you think he'll continue to start? I like him. I think he's by far our most creative and exciting player. Um, so I, I like when he's in the team. He's one of those players that gives you that natural excitement. You know, like, you know, your Pies, your Benny Younes, your Berkovichs, your Matty Everingtons. You know, those sort of creative players that will run at people and uh, and, and that sort of style. And, and he does that. He's He takes people on very well. He's skillful. I like it when he runs really directly at people. Um, I think I agree to the extent what Moyes said. There are still some questionable decision-making, but he is um, inexperienced um, in the Premier League. He is still young. Um, I think he's got a lot of potential and I would I would keep him in the team. Yeah, I like him. I like him a lot. Your old mate, Hilaire. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to ask you to analyse his performance because I think I and everyone else will know what you're going to say because I think he played the way he's been playing for most of the season. Yeah. And I think we can pick holes in most of his performances, and I think that is fair to say. But mm-hmm. I am going to say 
that I think the entire team took a new dynamic when he was replaced by Antonio. I'm sure yeah. you agree with that. A oh, million times. You know, for when Hilaire was on the pitch, it wasn't a horrendous performance. It wasn't an awful performance. It was, a, I would say, an okay performance. There was times when he did hold the ball up and play it off quite well. There was times where he made some decent runs, but there was also times where it was dreadful again. So I would say probably maybe a 6 out of 10 performance, possibly, possibly you could argue a 7 out of 10 maybe. Um, but again, exactly what you've just said, the minute he goes off and Antonio comes on, we look such a better side. And whether that is down to Antonio being a better player than Hilaire or Hilaire not fitting the system or whatever the explanation is, it's a, it's a simple fact that when Antonio plays for West Ham, West Ham are more dangerous than they are when Hilaire plays. Mm, it's not even a no, debate, yeah. it's a fact. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. I'll tell you, there was one negative to that Everton game. Yeah. Do you know what it was? Um, no. <laughs> that we wasn't there to see it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, Very true. Because, do you know what? When I say about looking at the fixture list and seeing Everton away or Liverpool away, I don't fancy it. But what I do fancy is a night out in Liverpool. Oh, amazing, mate. That's something we missed last time. Because, yeah, we, we did it, didn't we? Was it last season? Well, we uh... lost the season before. It was we played Liverpool. I know that much. And uh, wait, let me think about this. Didn't we? Was that we were in the Kenny Dalglish box, weren't we? We got treated. That's yeah. right. So yeah. we were in the Kenny Dalglish box, and um, we lost four one. Oh yeah, four one or four nil, wasn't it? Yeah, four one. I think. Then Declan got taken off at half time. So I think that was the first game of. No, no, I don't know if it was actually. Because I, I, I've been to that. I've done. I've been to that box twice now. So I can't actually remember. One, I was at the game when Jack Wilshire played, so that must have been not this season, last season. We didn't go last season because that was in lockdown, that one. I remember that was when, do you remember, Fabianski was at fault for a couple of goals. So that, so it wasn't yes. that one. The one before that would have been Wilshire's. So I was at that one, not with you, with someone else. And then the one before that we were at. So... It was that game, whatever the score was. I can't, I can't really remember, but um, we lost because we always lose at Liverpool. So, um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, it was a great night out, wasn't it? We had a great time in Liverpool. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But you know, what, you know what makes me laugh thinking about it? Do you remember that fucking place you booked up for us oh, to stay? That was so fucking horrific. How we made it out there alive, I do not know. What was the name of the area it was in? I was oh, like, fuck no. Like so, I actually thought right, I got us a really good deal, didn't I? Like it was, well, I can't remember what it was, but it was like we had our own. Did we have our own room? I can't even remember that. Yeah, yeah, we had our own room, and it was like forty quid each. It looked like these really swanky apartments, didn't it? And I yeah. thought, geez, I've absolutely smashed this. We turn up, and what the fuck was that? I mean, seriously, the the, the place was barely built, wasn't it? So we had to walk through a fucking building site. So how that was allowed to actually be rented out in that state? And then, and then when we got into our room, one of our rooms, the bloody um uh, the there was uh, fingernails and like the hair extensions <laughs> and, and condoms and both. So I actually think we hired out a room that had been used by a couple of hookers the night no, before. No, and there was... no. so you're, you're missing a couple of bits to this story, right? right. So the, the first and arguably most important part of this story is your unrivaled history when it comes to booking us into shitholes. 
Right. Which I think a common mistake I make, right, mate? And I could probably learn from this is I always try to get cheap ones. It's amazing <laughs> yeah, if I just yeah. stop doing that. It might be all right, but yeah. Well, yeah, exactly, right. The, the second thing was you're quite right. When we pulled up, this hotel. Well, I, I mean, I, I struggle to call it a hotel. Tell we've we pulled up on the sat nav after driving about fucking five or six hours and we'd got there before the game, hadn't we? So our so plan was Vincent Marco and um, Manchester Andy and uh, that's right, people, but, weren't we? but uh, yeah, but we I think we dropped them off first and then we went to our place. It was just us two when we got there, yeah. and it was um, it was all fucking balded up mm. and it was like uh, cranes going and fucking hammer drills. And I said to <laughs> it, fucking what the fuck have you booked us in here? Oh, another shithole. And then when we walked in there, I don't know if you remember this, X, it was just as messy on the inside. And we've sort of fucking clambered through all this tape and fucking cones. And it's as if they was even going to knock it down or build it. It, it, was, it, was yeah. one of the, it was so bizarre. And do you remember that geezer? He was in a right fluster, wasn't he? And he, he, he said, yeah. he said, that ain't lads. Yeah, this really silly accent. Did you know that, Yeah, yeah. And, uh, he was very odd looking as yeah, well. Like, was, he? he was, he was. Yeah, he had like yeah. no teeth and... Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> one of his eyes was looking at me, the other one was looking at you, wasn't it? And he went, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. lads. I said, yeah, all right, mate. I said, um, bit of confusion here. We've, we've, we've booked a room for the night um, and we put the postcode in to get here, but I mean, no disrespect, this can't be it, can it? Oh, no, it is, it is us, lads. It is us. You have come to the right place. He said, the only thing is, your rooms aren't ready yet, right? So if you want to come back in, you know, a few hours. So we said, well, no, mate, to be honest, we're going to go to the football. So we only want to literally dump our stuff, put a quick change of clothes on, then go to the football and come back in about three, four hours' time. He said, ah, he said, all right, lads, that's fine. Do, do, you, do you remember this conversation we were having with you? But yeah, and it was wasn't it in like a random like office with boxes everywhere? Yeah, it, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was and then when, when he said, "You know that," he said, "You know that, lads. It's fine. What I'll do is I'll put you in one of the rooms that haven't been cleaned yet, so you can put your stuff in there. Do excuse the mess, and then when you come back, it'll be lovely for you. All right, lovely. <laughs> so we fucking followed him in this room, and he's let us in. He's going." All right, lads, uh, feel free to come and go as you please. So we've gone in there and our fucking doors have just dropped the, hit the ground, haven't they? Because uh, it, it was either a hen party in there the night before or a gangland fucking murder. Like something had happened in that fucking room the night before. I mean, there was, there was fucking fingernails, hair, blood, uh, yeah, fucking makeup, tampons, yeah. fucking crushed cider cans. Fucking hell, what a shit tip, honestly. Oh, God. Um, well. But yeah, all part of the fun. Do you remember when? Do you remember when we went out? Like we went to a, we went to a load of bars, didn't we? I seem to we went to the Cavern Club. I seem to remember yeah, to start yeah. with, and then we went to like a load of bars, and I can't remember if we went to a club or not. My memory's always a bit vague. We watched boxing at one point, didn't we? And then yeah. I mean, we watched boxing in some bar, and then did we get chatting to some random? Random northern women that are on a stag do yeah. or something, and then they follow us to a follow us to a bar afterwards as well. Oh, fuck they're, no. they're at least twenty years old. That's my memory, I think, yeah. if I can remember correctly. And then they sort of followed us everywhere. And then at the end of the night, I can't remember if we went to bars or clubs, but we went somewhere. And then we went to some like what was was it like a Chinese place, like a Chinese takeaway or some form of takeaway? And they had spite. Uh, what was it? Was it? 
chili chips or chili something, oh, and everyone was like, everyone was like, oh yeah, we'll have this. It's it's not hot. It will, it will just it will, it will flush out the alcohol. And I remember we ordered it, and it was the hottest thing I've ever eaten in my life. And now I've That's got right. quite a few tolerance. And I remember like eating a chip. You lot are taking the piss out of me. Go, ah, you fucking <laughs> pussy, you fucking pussy. I swear, I swear, Dad, you were all suffering, but you just wouldn't show it. And it was, and it, and it was absolutely horrendous. But it was such a good night out. It really, really was a yeah. Liverpool. Liverpool is such a cracking city. One of my favourite ever, ever, ever away games was that I managed to um, persuade my um, wife for a romantic weekend in Liverpool. Um, and we went and did like the Beatles tour and um, various things like that. Um, and then um, we went to that Everton game and we were 2-0 down and the Kaku got a penalty and missed it. And then Pae scored the winner. And that was an absolute amazing game. So, yeah, away days at Liverpool, Everton. I mean, I was looking at the fixtures and realistically, I don't think there is going to be any games this season that we can go to, really, because you think this lockdown is going to go on until probably mm. March time. I doubt very much they're going to let you go to away games this season. They're such a fucking shame because away days are just such a laugh. They're just mm. so good. You know, you compare some of the ones we've had over the years, mates, and the funny memories that have came out of them. You know, and there's mm. some great pace. I'd love to have gone to Leeds this season, and Liverpool, Everton, the Manchester clubs, you know, Villa... There's some such good away days, Bournemouth, I'm not born Brighton, um, but yeah, you're right, that is one of the things that we've missed. Yeah, it's such a shame, such a shame. Our next three fixtures are Burnley at home, West Brom at home and Crystal Palace away. Considering we're only three points away from the top four now, we could reach the halfway mark in the season very handsome, couldn't we? Oh, definitely, obviously, aside from the cup game that we've got this weekend, but yeah, the, the league games, yeah. Um, who did you say? Burnley, West Brom, and what was the other one? And Palace. Palace, yeah. So, I mean, really, so what, what is it? Two home and one away? Yeah. Yeah, so really, if we are going to be challenging for Europe at a minimum, you're probably expecting to maybe at least get seven points from those games, I would say. Um, and, you know, if we get that, the way this season is looking you're right we could be right up there man. i mean if you in terms of points we're like joint fourth aren't we i think like i know we're like ninth in the leagues in goal difference but in terms yeah, of three points, points three points yeah. off fourth yeah exactly well three points off fourth and they you know that's amazing you know technically we're in the champions league race and it's january <laughs> Uh, yeah, I know. It's a, it's a brilliant season. I mean, the thing, the crucial thing, and obviously I'll cover this in my section, but the crucial thing for me is that we need to get another striker in, in this window. Um, we, we really, really do. Um, and then, because I just don't think we can rely on... Um, on uh, Antonio to stay fit, and as you know, Alaire's had his chance now, um, and I, I don't think we can rely on him to be um, a consistent goal scorer for us. So we have to get another forward, in my opinion. No, yeah, I agree. I agree one hundred percent, and I'm looking forward to getting the update from your section in just a minute. Um, mm. We do have the FA Cup game against Stockport on Monday. How do you think Moyes is going to approach that game? Obviously, flashbacks aside. Are you worried about that game at all? Um, it's just a difficult one, isn't it? Because technically, you shouldn't be. You know, they're a conference side and we're a Premier League side that's playing well. So technically, you shouldn't. However, you know the West Ham history throughout our many years of um, 
FA Cup competitions. We go out to lower league teams on a regular basis. Um, Stockport, as you say, we've got history with. Apparently, it's going to be really crap weather. Um, the pitch is potentially going to be waterlogged. They're covering it up. You know, if you if you remember back to that Stockport game that we all remember when Ian Dowie scored, that was pissing with rain as well. Um, yeah, well, so there's a lot of similarities here. So I, I can't say even though I obviously should be. I can't say I'm that confident. I don't think we'll lose. I think we will go through. But if you were to tell me there's a cut shot and stop or if not West Ham out, I wouldn't be like, oh, the, what the hell's got on there? I, I would kind of be like, oh, God, here we go again. I mean, in theory, there should be no problem. But you know what West Ham are like. I think he's got to get the right balance, not just in terms of rotation, but in terms of mentality, what players are right for that game. Yeah, 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 totally. Mentality is so important and not just, you know, their general mentality across the board, but who is genuinely up for going to Stockport on a pissing down Monday? Who wants to play? And I think it's going to be a a combination of fringe players and and some youth, I think. Um, I'm not sure how many first teams he's going to put in. It'll be interesting to see because let's not forget, it is also off the back of a hectic Christmas period. So it is also an opportunity to give some players some well-needed rest. So what first-team players do you put in there? Well, I think you've got, like we said, we've got to get the right balance of fringe players and young players and maybe one or two first-team players. So I think you obviously go Randolph in goal. Um, I I wouldn't risk Fabianski after his injury. Uh, So you go Randolph in goal. I think you give Diop a game. Because obviously he hasn't played much recently. Maybe Diop and Balbuena at centre-back. You could maybe have Johnson at left-back and maybe Ashby right-back. And then midfield, I'd I'd definitely have Noble in for this game. I know people slate him and stuff, but this is the sort of game you would need him here for experience. You know, a captain, um, like a leader, someone that loves playing for the club, so he's not going to be shirk that game. So I think you definitely need to have Noble in there. I I would say... um, that uh, you, you know, you might want to give. I don't, I don't know if Yarmolenko is the right person for this game or not. I'm not entirely sure, but you have to get that right as well. You have to get the mentality of those players right. Like, I'm not sure Alaire's right for that game. I don't mm. know. He's done well in the cup at home, but that was at home. Is he right for getting roughed up by Stockport defenders? I'm not sure. So, yeah, you've definitely got to get the right balance between um, the players, getting a rest for some of them, getting some games for others, and also um, getting the right characters in that. Because if you think back to that Wimbledon game um, in the cup, he put people like Perez and Hernandez in, and yes, they are good. They were decent-ish players. They didn't have the right mentality to play in that game. Mm. I mean, I don't know enough about his mentality, but if Antonio isn't worth risking at the moment and Halea isn't what we need, surely this is the perfect opportunity for someone like Odubeku to get a run out on it. You'd think so, but I'm just not entirely sure how fit he is. I know he's returned to training and he's been working really hard and he was targeting this game, but because of the lockdown, 
of the academy and stuff, he hasn't actually played a competitive game for a long time. So well, I don't know whether he'll actually be fit. I actually think you've, the options you've got really are you either go over there because you know you're as soon as you go back to the league, you're going to start playing Antonio. You either go with Antonio because he is the best option of what you've got up front, or you maybe try Yarmolenko up there because you would think. Yarmolenko, having played up front for Ukraine and having <laughs> played there, he would be able to, you know, do a bit of the business against Stockport. But it's a tough decision. I wouldn't like to be the manager for this game. I'd actually say it's harder to select your team for this game than it is the league games. Just, just mm. consider. Yeah. So taking all of that into account, what's your gut feeling on a score prediction on Monday? So hard, mate, and thank God this doesn't come under our predictions. Um, <laughs> um but uh, I think I think I'm gonna err on the side of positivity and go over 2 0 win, West Ham. Yeah, 2 0 was what sprung to my mind. I, I, I don't think we're gonna piss it, but I think we'll be comfortable, and I'll probably go one more than you. I think I'll go 3 0, 3 0 win. Um, it was a very interesting week in terms of the West Ham Way Premier League no, prediction. It wasn't. Oh, it was very interesting. No, I think very we should give um, Why don't we talk about fantasy football? <laughs> well, we can do if you want, mate, because I don't know if you checked this week's scores. I didn't, actually. So I probably <laughs> shot myself in the foot there. <laughs> but no, I'll, I'll quite happily come on to that in a minute. That's my afters. I'll have my dinner first, if that's all right with you. So it was a very fucking interesting week. <laughs> <laughs> competition i actually had my best week of the season that actually put me yes me your very own in the top five point scorers in the whole league 246 points that took me from 178th to 116th but x to be fair you had a decent week yourself and you also got your best score of the season. I don't know if you realise that. No, I didn't, actually. All I know is, because obviously we're in a WhatsApp group with me, you, and um, the two makers of the game and admin of the game, worth pointing out, because I had some idiot try to dispute something about the game the other day um, worth pointing out that everything is shared four-way, because there's four of us behind the game in our WhatsApp group. Um, they, he always posts who the top uh, what the top scores of the week are, and um, I saw that you were fifth, but I just thought I'm <laughs> looking at this now, so I, don't, <laughs> I actually don't know what I got. No. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. One of the worst things I've ever done, and I, I'm fucked if I know why I did it, was tell you the tip of yeah. picking no bookings because you got sixty fucking points for that, so you owe yeah, me a drink for that. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's what I select. Times, select be honest, mate. Be honest, right? Well, How many times have you benefited from this now without me knowing? Twice. Twice? I'd, I'd done it on the first week when I was told about it. Then the following podcast after that, I stupidly told you about it. Oh, so it's only... So and did both times it come in? No. No, the first time it didn't. Oh, so only 60 points you gained then from doing this? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. But... Okay. To, to be fair to you, mate, the 190 points that you got took you from 189th to 155th. So that was quite a big leap for you. What's the uh, difference in our points now? Uh, it's it's about 100, I think. There or thereabouts. Uh, it's, again, not a lot. Not a great deal. Yeah, still more than I would like it to be. 
Yeah, hopefully it'll be even more after next week, but we'll have to wait and see for that. Um, but listen, mate, you're really not going to like this because I know you're winning overall and we both know that you're going to win overall. But I did check the Fantasy Football League tonight too and I did actually beat you somehow this week. <laughs> yeah, I, I got 90 points to your 74. <laughs> the, 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 fun, the funny thing is though, mate, right? I, I didn't check it this week, so I didn't know you beat me, but I checked it the week before, right? Because you always do this, ah, no, he gives a shit about this guy, David, look at my team, I don't know what's going on, blah, 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 blah. And I looked, and you've blatantly been signing players, because last time I looked, you didn't have Bamford, and then all oh. of a sudden Bamford was in your team, so you pretend you're not playing it, but you're definitely well, making jokes. Well, jokes. well I, I, like, I like the way you put an S on the end of player, there to to give the impression that I've been out fucking it in the transfer market getting six new fucking lads in. I have literally only put Bamford in, and if I remember rightly, it was a bit of a board got a spare minute on me hands, pissed up Friday night, and I was thought fuck it, I check fantasy football, and I think one of my strikers was injured, so I just done the the typical thing of swapping him out for an equivalent value and put Bamford in. But I haven't done anything since that. But obviously the team that has been out there this weekend have fucking smashed it. I mean, I. I haven't even checked what the points were individually for the players. So now I've just thought I'd look just to check you actually tell the truth. And there's a there's a load of luck without even. Oh, there's a fucking mate. So you did not put Tompkins in your team. Tompkins has came in because first of all Laporte was no Bowley was injured, and then Laporte was injured. So once more, your third choice defender has come in, and he's got you eight points because Palace gets a clean sheet. Good signing, that. Good signing. Who? Tompkins? Tonks, yeah. Yeah, good signing. First time he's played all season. Yeah, I knew he could come in and do a job at short notice. That's why I signed him. (laughs) Such a dickhead. Um, And and, 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 like, yeah, I can't be bothered to talk about your team now. Yeah, no, because you know the rest is down to fucking quality selection. That's why. Well, if it is, if it is, he makes out I'm fucking ravaged with luck, and then can pull one example out of you. No, because one has one example of this week, mate. And if, but if you look at the Curry Bets League, um, I was sitting with thirty nine points, having won thirteen out of the seventeen game weeks, and you're sitting with seven, uh, twelve points because you've won four of the game weeks, and the overall total is I've got nine hundred and seventy nine, and you've got eight hundred. 199, so I'm I'm fairly happy with that. Yeah, so you should be, mate. But let's not forget, all the pressure's on you. You've been playing this game for 20 fucking years, and I've been playing it for a quarter of a season because I don't even like the fucking game. He gets more and more years every week. The first time I started playing this, like, oh, you've been playing this for five years. No, it's only 20 years. Soon I'll be playing it for more years than I've been alive. Okay, it's now time to reveal the winners of our Patreon prize giveaway. These winners will be selected at random to win the following. The first place prize uh, is going to be a signed 1975 FA Cup final shirt. The second place is a £50 club voucher. And third place is the electronic Ginge event that we filmed. It's an exclusive. Uh, no one else has seen it other than the previous Patreon winner. That will be emailed to you. It's a fantastic event. You'll enjoy that. All we ask is that you don't share it. Accompanying that will be a signed picture of Ginge. So three really good prizes there. Um, like he always does, X is going to 
finger a load of people with his eyes shut. And <laughs> ironically, I'm going to shout, stop. Um, <laughs> you always spoil the fun. It's always, <laughs> seriously, fancy football prediction league, me fingering randoms. You always spoil the fun. <laughs> well, hopefully he does stop. And when he does, he'll reveal the name that he landed on. So, X, when you're ready, mate. Right, okay, so we're going to go with third place or first place first. Uh, start with third, we'll build our way up. Okay, right, so I'm scrolling now. Stop. Right, the winner of the James Collins event and signed picture is a certain Jimmy Goldsmith. Good stuff, well done Jimmy. Brilliant. You'll enjoy that, mate. It's a really, really good event, that. Really good event. So um, we'll get in touch with you for your email address so we can email that over. And, of course, your postal address where we can send the ginge picture. So well done, mate. Okay, prize number two, X. Let us know when you're ready and I'll shout stop. Uh, I'm ready to finger. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This is the £50 club voucher. Okay. Stop. And this is a Karen Beard. Karen, (laughs) Karen Beard. You just think good Karen Beard. (laughs) (laughs) Karen, congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) Karen, be polite. Karen, you have been successfully fingered by X, and you have won. The £50 club voucher. And that's brilliant because I think Karen's been following us for quite a long time now and she seems lovely. So that's brilliant. Congratulations. Likewise, we'll be in touch with your address and we'll get that out to you ASAP. So uh, the drum roll moment, mate. This is for prize number one, which is the signed shirt. So you ready? They're going to get a fist this time. (laughs) (laughs) You know, steady on, mate. (laughs) I'm not sure if this can stay in the main show, mate. (laughs) I can tell you ain't left the house for a few months. (laughs) 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 Right, okay. You ready? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Stop. Okay, lucky Steve. (laughs) Steve has got the fisting, and and he's going to really enjoy this because he has won. And no, sorry, his surname is Steve. (laughs) It looks like it rhymes with Willie, which should be ironic, (laughs) but I think it might be Gilly or Guile. I'm not sure. Let's go Guile just for for politeness. Steve Guile or Gil Gee G U. I L E Gil Gel Gil. Sorry, may I have no idea how to pronounce your surname. Let's just go with Steve. Um, he um, he is the um, winner of I think it's the nineteen seventy five signed shirt by Billy Bonds Cup final. Right, fantastic, good stuff. Well done, Steve, and well done to all the competition winners. And we will do the same next month and every month thereafter. So keep your eyes peeled for that. And uh, we'll also announce the competition winners and the respective prizes on Patreon tomorrow. So well done, everyone. Good stuff. Right, it's that time again.
To listen to the rest of this podcast, you need to be a patron of the West Ham Way. Becoming a patron couldn't be easier. Just visit www.patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash the West Ham Way and confirm your subscription to get full access to the West Ham Way podcast, our second weekly show called the West Ham Way podcast, Extra Time, classic clips of audio and video interviews, exclusive news from X, match day team news before anyone else, an exclusive forum, live Q&As with myself and X, monthly prize draws, discounts on events and merchandise, and behind-the-scenes content, all of which for just £5 a month. Switching and saving with GEICO is easy, so you're free to ponder life's big questions, like why do people say it goes without saying and then say it anyway? I mean, if it really goes without saying, you should instead not say it and just give a knowing look? Well, folks, it goes without saying. Uh, what does? The thing that I'm not going to say. Okay. Switch and save with Geico. It's easier than you think. It's Macy's Labor Day sale, so gear up as summer cools down with 30% off timeless looks from Levi's and specials like 30 to 50% off statement making shoes for her and 60% off luggage from Samsonite and more. Or use your coupon or Macy's card and get an extra 20% off more great deals. Plus, Star Rewards members can earn rewards even faster during Macy's Star Money bonus days. Going on now. Savings off regular sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.